Hola, and welcome to the Ancestor Hour, where we have intimate conversations. Girl, we're going to be talking about it all. Yeah, we are. And how we've reclaimed our medicina. And how you can too. So grab your cafecito and join us on this conversation. We are so excited to be here. This is our last show of this season. Um, and we are excited, obviously sad, and also needed to need to recuperate, and especially during the holidays. So um, we are going to be talking about decolonizing self-care today and how it's so important while you're doing this work. Ay, mija. All the things, all the things. And I think it's so beautiful. Hi, everyone. Um, whether you're joining us live, watching the replay. Um, we did plan it this way, but obviously today is the winter solstice. And um, what a great day for reflection. You know, it is the longest night of the year. It is going into the winter months where it is about rest and reflection um, the smoky mirror, uh, rebirth, and after the year that some of us have had, how important is it to kind of shed and hibernate and be in a new space as we move forward? Um, so many of us have had so many emotions and we are still trying to process things that we are witnessing around the world and how our body holds on to that. And so I think um, this is, you know, a really powerful platica on how not to, and try not to hold on and have our body and our spirit not hold on to some of these things that can be so heavy um, during the course of the year and how we can truly decolonize our self-care moving forward in order to release, to be at peace, and to be at ease with our spirit, right? Yeah, I think that it's, um, yeah, the winter solstice is such an important time to really reflect on all the things. And for me, it's really about shedding and, and, and getting connected to what wants to come in for this, you know, um, for for next winter. Like, what is it that I want to be holding on to? So I think that there's, there's a lot um, of energy out there and it's always great to connect to a celebration or, or um, a ceremony, a ritual. And so it's great that today, you know, today we have the solstice and we get to connect in a very ritualistic way and and talking about self-care is something that's important and, and should be a ritual for many of us in our cultura. Absolutely. And I think there's also been this, you know, kind of woo-woo fancy, like self-care is, you know, um, getting your nails done or doing, you know, um, having lunch with friends or, you know, having all of these external things that there's nothing wrong with. But there's a lot of beautiful self-care that really helps with self right? It's not on the outside. It's not necessarily doing all the things or being in all the places. It's really um, what do we need to do to realign ourselves, to realign ourselves with our spirit, to deepen our intuition, to deepen our connection 
to creator, to our medicina, to our magic, to our ancestors, and to once again be in a place where we are reclaiming all of those spaces. And it's so easy um, sometimes. And I'm not saying don't get your massage girl because mama needs one. Like I, you know, Daniela <laughs> and I talk about it. Like if I can get a massage every I month, like... I would be right there. Like, yes. Like, yes, that is needed. Our body needs touch and it needs those sobadas and it needs all those things. And, you know, that's part of it. And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying there is also deeper, like we can go deeper, we can shed deeper, we can, you know, um, tune in to our intuition and go deeper um, in a very beautiful and powerful way that really does align us, can become a ritual and can become a ceremony. And that's why we're here. We're, we're going to mm -hmm. talk about, you know, some things and how I would love to hear, you know, from you, Daniela, how do you, you know, move into your self-care and how can, you know, everyone who's listening, you know, maybe step into and tap into that for themselves? Yeah. In order for me to get there, I got to go back to a place where I was super resistant in self-care because let me just tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't go down the ancestral lineage of self-care. Um, self-care was not in the language. It was like, like, like you're so lazy like if you're doing self-care so like let's just talk about la cultura and self-care because it is really necessary to bring it up because there's a lot of deep rooted thoughts around self-care within within you know within the cultura like it's just it, it just is and so when I was growing up listen my mom came here and I, I've talked about this a, a billion times in in the other podcasts. My mom has come here from we came here to from Chile, right? And so my mom came with ten dollars. Like both my parents came with ten dollars to their name, and you know we landed in in my aunt's my mom's sister's house, and it was really hard. Like I didn't have we didn't have money to buy you know bar Barbie. I had one Barbie, like, and I had one Barbie that uh my cousins did some some horrible things to cabbage patch kids was not even a thing it was like you know and and I was a kid who was like the first or the second year that I was here in the U.S. I, it was I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna age myself light bright and light bright did not come underneath the uh, the Christmas tree and I was like went went like you know, I was like where is my light bright I thought that I was a, such a good kid I did everything that I thought that I should right and my parents didn't come through didn't <laughs> didn't come through I was like what was I supposed to do so like obviously self-care from when I was little I didn't see my mom doing any of that stuff like the most that I saw her do was like go to the mall on 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 a Sunday like that was considered self-care because you weren't working right so for me the journey to my self-care has been really decolonizing this whole idea of needing to work continuously like this whole colonization mindset of you have to work and work and work and we talked about this just before we got on like of of this working mentality in order for you to be worthy right I'm I'm what I, 
I'm as worthy as the work that I have in front of me, or I'm as worthy as, as the money I have in, in the bank. There's like a whole bunch of like, let's just the, I mean, our parents, right. My parents came here and was like, okay, Dani, like we came here, we sacrificed being in my country for you to, to work hard and, and get good grades so that you can get a good job and make money so that you can eventually eventually support us and we we go and live with you and this was a whole like a whole thing so when you talk about self-care the first time that I was like "Ooh, what is that and then you talk about the self-care like you go to get a massage or you go go and you know by the time I learned self-care I already had two kids so I didn't even understand like how you can do self-care right and it was it was insane. Like, I think that that's why when I feel at least for me, self-care at this moment really equals self-love. So what does self-love for me mean? It's like slowing down, getting a cup of tea or getting a cup of coffee, drinking my cacao, making time for, you know, my telenovela, which I absolutely love, you know, making time for, you know, reading a book and, and doing my my rituals and my connection to myself. So for me, self-care really, sometimes it looks like I have, I can go get a massage. Sometimes it looks like I'm just going to go outside and take off my socks and plant my feet in the ground. So self-care, and I love that you had put that because I think that for a lot of us, and especially as we decolonize and, and start you know, shedding those, those ideas of capitalism, of what our worth is through so much working. I think the idea of being able to just, and I think that sometimes, I don't know for you, Georgina, but sometimes even taking time for yourself, that slowing down, going in outside, going outside and putting your feet in the ground feels more guilty than going and saying, well, I'm going to get, go get a massage for 45 minutes. 100%. And the guilt aspect is for me. And I love everything that you said, because we are first generation uh, Latinas. And we've talked about that in the past, but it is something that does come up. Um, because for me, for Daniela, we grew up Catholic. Catholic guilt is a real thing. It is not only you know, the work ethic that comes, my mom is 75 years old, and she's still working. My mom loves to work, like it gives her joy to be moving her body to be doing these things. Um, I try to get her a massage. She's just like, No, it's okay. Like I, I try, like she gets her nails done. And she, you know, does but um, the rest, the care, like it does not still compute, like it just it just doesn't compute for her. And um, for me, a big part of stepping into a place of self-care is doing it without guilt, mm -hmm. without my, my mom lives with me. Um, and so I felt guilty when I would choose to sit down and do nothing. And I, I felt I mean, that, I, you know, because for me, nothing is, is literally self-care for me. If I do not have to be on or take care of something or be of service to somebody and I get to just sit in my own presence, that for me is self-care. 
and it took me a long time to get there because I, I had two kids. I was always this and this and this and this, and my mom lives with me. So I'm helping her do things and, you know, um, my family and my role as a partner, like all of the things I was always on. So even having a moment to sit and do nothing, I felt very guilty about that. So the guilt that comes along with decolonizing our self-care, like Daniela said, she felt guilty just standing outside and being alone for five minutes because of the guilt. And that is very that is very true that that's a very real feeling in it and we feel it in our body because we were taught that we constantly have to be proving ourselves that we are worth this time and we are only successful if we have a certain kind of life with a certain amount of money and until we achieve those things then we can rest but as we know time is not guaranteed we do not have tomorrow. It is not probably, we are always on borrow time. So when do we sit and really acknowledge that today is the day that we can take that time? And we all need to be able to take 10 minutes or 15 minutes and be like, you know what? I need to take care of Daniela. I need to take care of Georgina. I need to take care of who I am right now because our body feels it, our mind feels it, our spirit feels it. We know when we're not aligned. We know when things are heavy. We know when we're getting triggered, when we're getting upset, when we're, you know, going, you know, every which direction, frustrated, overwhelmed. We need to be able to pick up on those signs, take a step back and care for ourselves before it continues to escalate and, you know, become this huge thing. I'm not good at it. I still get frustrated from one day to the next and it just rolls over and it rolls over and it rolls over until like I literally like crash and burn. Mm. I'm still learning how to do. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I think it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing process for, for me. I love watching. I love watching when people are, it's so easeful. And I have to tell you, there is a, a program that I because I, I did life coaching and I, I tell this story sometimes of like how frustrated I was in this one live that this woman was holding. And I remember being triggered so much that I was like, what, what is this? Right. This woman was like laying on her couch and she's like talking about all the things. And I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand how she can be so chill because at that moment I was still struggling to be able to do self-care. And at that moment, I remember having three jobs. I mean, I was literally like doing, studying to be a life coach, doing three jobs to pay for studying to be that life coach. And I'm like, continuously, you know, I have two kids doing all the single mom at that time, like single mom getting married in a couple months. I was, I mean, I, I was insane. And the thought of self-care was so far gone from my reality that I didn't even, I didn't even, I couldn't even understand how this, this woman who did life coaching could be laying on the couch so nonchalant. And it's like, wow, I, I want to be, I want to be her. (laughs) And that's the, that's the platica today, right? How can, how can we step into self-care without guilt and with more ease? 
so it feels aligned to us because self-care is going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to take it in in a way that feels good for them. Like Daniela said, maybe it's just having a cup of cacao in the morning for 15 minutes without anybody needing you and you sitting down and journaling. Maybe it's at nighttime and you choose to take a bath once once a week to decompress and be still. Maybe it's going outside and planting your feet in nature. Maybe it's taking a bath. You know, what does that look like and how can we create ceremony around that and be very intentional to bring forth that realignment again as as we navigate not only our life, but so many of us are stepping back into the medicina, stepping back into decolonizing, um, reclaiming our magic and, you know, all of those pieces. And it can be difficult because as we continue to decolonize, we are going to be triggered by all of the things, right? Remembering what happened to our ancestors, what lives in our sangre, And so as much as we go into ourselves and learn more and peel back the layers, we are going to be facing things that trigger us, that make us upset, that frustrate us. And so how can we take growing into those spaces, but also take a step back and understanding that we need to care for ourselves in order to move forward? Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? A hundred percent, because I think that the one thing that I think that was really beautiful about that trigger, and I think that this is something for people who are just starting on this journey of self-care, is that that trigger was for me what was alive in me at that moment, right? What was bothering me and what what was I needing to shed light on in order for me to move on to that space because my desire for for peace and my desire for self-care was so obviously I was running around with three jobs right and so that trigger was really showing me that I needed something to I needed to slow down right I needed to take some time for myself I needed that trigger to for me to look at that trigger and say what is it about that trigger that is creating this fire, this anger inside of me, right? And it was really to start the journey into my decolonization of self-care and really connecting to, you know, connecting to my my tierra, connecting to the medicine of my people. The beautiful book that I think that I, after after that episode, after that trigger, and we had connected, but I remember you sharing that book, um, women who glow in the dark. Um, and, and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta read that. I gotta read that. And I remember, um, listening to that book and weeping because it wasn't so much about the self care, but it was about that slowing down and how it used to be and how, we at some point became so, um, so continuously, you know, like a machine, like, you know, continuously working and working and working and working. 
And all of a sudden, here is this book talking about la medicina of the abuelas. And it just triggered for me the starting of, okay, if I'm feeling this in my body because it's alive and I'm so angry, then what can I do for myself? And the smallest thing, like like you said, Georgina, it's the smallest thing. It's a tecito with your comadre in the afternoon that you say, okay, I'm going to take some time for myself or, you know, uh, something at nighttime and knowing that, you know, at nighttime, this is my ritual. I'm going to take a, a, a hot shower for those of you who don't have a bath, you know, a hot shower, make yourself like a really beautiful steam within that shower and have that shower and then go to bed, make it a ritual to create a self-care even even learning something new is self-care. Absolutely. And, you know, if we work backwards from, oh, self-care looks like this, going backwards and saying self-care feels like this. And if we, if we acknowledge what that feeling is, is it feeling comfort? Is it feeling warmth? Is it feeling um, plentiful? Is it feeling... Um, you know, joy, is it feeling movement? If we know and we can identify how we want to feel and move in our body, then we can begin to create like, well, it feels like this. And I know that if I do this thing, that brings me joy. Oh, you know, if you love, you know, baking or cooking and you love what it is to be in the cocina for yourself because if you can make your favorite meal and not have to worry about everybody else or if it's this one song that just like ooh, every time I feel I listen to that song it makes me feel joyous and happy you can turn that song on so instead of like oh what does self-care look like and going outside of ourselves and, you know, because between social media and comparing ourselves to others and all of these other things outside of ourselves, if we go back and ask our body, ask our spirit, what, what do I need? And sit there and listen to what it is, it will come up for you because it's probably not going to look like anything that you think it is, but it'll tell you what it is if you sit and listen. And I think that's probably one of the the biggest first steps for me is allowing myself to listen instead of think of what it's supposed to be, but feel what it is for myself. And sometimes we skip that step because, you know, we're witnessing so, so many other people, you know, telling us what self-care is instead of honestly sitting with ourselves, with our spirit, with our intuition, with our medicina, and acknowledging what our voice is saying and what our voices is wanting to reclaim. So sometimes just sitting with ourselves is the self-care that we actually need. Yeah. And also, I remember story of my mom, my mom, when she, my dad had left, um, my mom was in her forties when my dad left and, you know, it was a really hard blow 
for all of us, you know, it was really, I was, I'm an only child. And so it was a really hard thing for my mom. And I remember asking her at that moment, because self-care is really a desire, right? What's your desire? And I remember asking her, I don't know, it was months, months later after my dad had left and she's, and I asked her like, what is it that makes you happy? Like, what do you desire? Like, what do you want? And my mom, you know, my mom, she had me when she was young, she was working again, working hard, hard, hard. And she couldn't answer. And I remember saying to her, like, you have to, this is what you're, you're going to have to do. You're going to have to find that joy, right. And find what, what that self-care and that desire, what is, what do you want now? You know? And I was already in my twenties. So I was, I was already out of college mm-hmm. and everything. And so I think that for those of, for those of you who are going through something really hard and transition and self-care seems like, like, what are you talking about? You know, I think that what Georgina had said, you know, what your Georgina, you said, you know, to listen inside and follow that intuition. And it really, sometimes I would just encourage you if you can't find that thing, right. If you can't find that, that voice, just keep on asking because, or asking for signs, signs are really, really powerful. And, you know, I know that you believe in them so much. So it's like, you know, if the intuition is like, what is my intuition? What does my body desire right now? Or what is, what does it want for self-care? And if, if there's so much going on in your world that it's, it's hard to access, that's okay. Because then you can access it through, through signs and ask, the ancestors and abuelitos and your guides to send you a sign and it could be literally anything and it can mean anything that when you see that sign you're like ah i need to go to the right need to go to the mountains and sit by the river so i encourage that also i and i love that and i'd like to build on that by saying that Daniela is so right. Sometimes our mind is so noisy that we have forgotten how to listen to ourselves. And sometimes we need to ask for help and asking simply to be held because we don't know how to hold ourselves. So when you are sitting with your noise with yourself and there's all this noise, ask the ancestors to hold you, ask creator to hold you, ask Madre Tonantzin to hold you, whatever your God is, whatever your spirit guides, whatever your angels, simply ask to be held. Because sometimes all we need is a moment where somebody sees us. Mm -hmm. And especially when we feel um, alone and we feel lost and we feel overwhelmed, that we don't even know what to ask for, sometimes just being seen, just being held is what we need. So if you don't know how to step into places or how to begin to even care for yourself because you've been so detached for such a long time, sit and ask to be held, ask to be loved, ask to be comforted 
ask your ancestors they are there they are listening and and it's a and it's a ritual it's a practice it's a ceremony that you can begin to create and you can do it at any time mm-hmm. and in those moments like daniela said you will begin to strengthen your connection you will begin to see those signs you will begin to once again hear your voice in all of those places and you have access to that um, you may not remember you may not know how but we can all we can all begin exactly yeah. where we are yeah one of the and i would like to hear from you and and before we wrap up one of the rituals that i um started to do in the very beginning and especially when like that wanting to be held right and and mm-hmm. i had you know mom wounds and <clears throat> there is a lot of there is a lot of wounds that i work through um in my life and so when i wanted to be held i just went outside and there's this beautiful um ritual of the mapuche nation and and i'm sure of many indigenous communities um, but the one that I was taught was going outside and leaning and leaning, um, on, onto a tree and sitting, you know, mm-hmm. and sitting and allowing for, for yourself just to be held there, just to know that that tree is there to hold you and just letting the emotions come up and arise and just just let it be because a lot of the things is that we think, right. And I always say like, I wish that our minds weren't really made so much for thinking because (laughs) our intelligence is really, so our bodies are, are, are the most intelligent of all of our, Mm. our, of our beings, because you really don't have to think about what needs to show up at that moment when you're wanting to be held you just have to be and you just have to let it let it come out it could be laughter it could be crying it could be howling it could be a bird passes by and you're in awe and look up what the symbol means there's so many things in that practica is just a really simple one of just being connected to that tree so i have you know that's the one that I, when I wanted to start connecting and reconnecting to the tierra, that was one of the ones that I connected to the most because of my love for the trees. It was just so easy to be able to, to take all of it, all of it there. I, I love that. I've, um, I've always been connected to nature. I have a pirul outside my abuelita. Um, that's where I do my limpias. I sit under her out in the sun she is like my favorite i go and like hug her Mm. we've had so many bird nests up there um nature has always grounded me right and i think so many of us have do feel that connection but we're not always in a place where we can connect in that way um so sometimes i think that's why we start growing plants in our house and start, you know, growing herbs in our homes and bringing nature from outside in mm-hmm. and and seeing something grow and working with our hands and being reconnected in those ways. We know that there is an energetic exchange and and it's us. It, it is 
it is our connection it is our love it is um our dna that is is in the soil and i don't know if anybody else does this but when i was little like we would make like mud pies and i'd love to get like my hands dirty and like all that stuff yes girl (laughs) yes i don't know if anybody has tried this as an adult but just like getting a bag of like dirt and like sticking it in a thing and like going, I don't know. I think that's maybe like a weird thing, but I'm sit, I'm telling you <laughs> that if you cannot, if you live like in, you know, a city and you can't really get out, you can't do all that stuff, get yourself a little bag of dirt, like from Home <laughs> Depot, like stick it in like a pot and get your hands in there. You can even like put your feet in there. Like there oh, is man. so much, I'm telling you, it takes you back to like, like a childhood like such a you know when you go to the beach and you stick you finally get to take your shoes off and get your it's the same with the dirt that's how it is for me like i love my hands in the tierra i love the way that feels i don't know why i'm sure i do because it reminds me of home that's why it reminds me of home it reminds my body remembers that space and it can be as simple as that um, we tend to overthink things, overcomplicate things. And if we just go back and listen, listen to ourselves, um, your voice knows, your body knows, your spirit knows. And if we leave you with anything, you know, today, Daniel and I, um, you know, I just want to say that we both appreciate all of you who join us so, so much. Um, It is always our pleasure to come here and share ourselves and share um, this platica with everyone because we truly are here um, to share our experience because when we began, we felt alone in our journey and being able to have um, these beautiful conversations where we get to say the things and share the things and connect with each other and connect with all of you helps us heal. Like we do this because not only do we love being of service, but we are also healing all of our trauma. We are healing and stepping into our own decolonizing work and we don't want to do it alone. We have done so many things by ourselves and forming, you know, this sisterhood and becoming hermanas and stepping into places in our community where we can share these things with you. We want to share all of the things because we know how much it has helped us heal. So it is truly, truly a blessing for both of us that um, we get to share and have these platicas with everybody. And so I just wanted to say thank you so much to everyone for joining us for you know this season and you know we just we just love you guys mm-hmm. yeah. yeah ditto i mean you said it you said it perfectly georgina i can't believe that we we did it we did the we did season two and you know we have so many beautiful um things prepared for you for season three that we're so excited about bringing you know, we're going to bring in other people to have practicas with us, um, bringing some people to talk about mother wounds and, um, you know, activism. So um, we're really, really excited about doing all of those things. And, you know, um, Georgina, it's going to be, you know, we're going to be even more consistent next, next season, which is something that we really want to do for the comunidad, because I think that it's really important to be consistent. So 
Gracias a todos for listening and taking the time and spending this these moments with us. And we absolutely like said we love you so so much. You do. All right. Well, have a beautiful season. Have a beautiful, my gosh, have a beautiful holiday, Georgina. You too, love. And everybody out there, we will see you um, next year with all brand new things and so much, so much beautiful new energy. And I can't wait. I can't wait either. So as always, you can find us on Instagram. Our podcast Instagram, the IG handle is Ancestor Hour Podcast, um, where you can find both of us on through through there. But my IG, my personal IG is down here at I am Daniela.miranda. Um, and Georgina, tell them, oh, and you know, if you guys are interested, we still have in our podcast um IG free guides to one, a ceremony, which Georgina, what a beautiful, I actually downloaded it um, yesterday, grief as a ceremony. And then there's the cacao, um, the cacao. Um, I actually just updated um, my Patreon um, subscriptions, which you can go in and do um, monthly meditations or join me every single week for a cacao ceremony or do the whole monthly, um, you get recipes for cacao, you get prompts and journals and, you know, all the beautiful things. So that is all on there. Georgina, how can they find you? Yeah, you can go to Curly Silver Fox on Instagram. You can find all the things, all the links, the newsletter um, next year for myself also. Um, I'm going to be more consistent uh, this year. I have really focused on myself and my family, um, of course, for, you know, obvious reasons, um, if you've been following. But Daniela and I have um, really beautiful things that we're working on for next year and stepping into, um, not only for ourselves and our continued healing, um, but also for everyone um, in our communities so we can continue to be of service to all of you. And we just really can't wait um, to share with you and to be back here with you next year. Beautiful guys. I'm I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you soon. I mean, let me see if I can, I don't even know how to stop this live. So I guess I'll just sign. We'll sign out. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.